Close the Loop, a podcast for marketing and sales decision makers, hosted by Kevin Deeney, who's joined by various guests and subject matter experts to discuss the steps you can take to grow your business and prove it along the way. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on callsource.com to read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello, welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm Kevin Dini, and today we're going to be talking about website loading times and how that could be absolutely killing your conversions. So to talk about this, to get really into this topic with us today, we have a special guest. He's actually our returning guest. His name is Ryan Lawrence Hill. He's the head of lead generation and conversion at Huckabye. Ryan handles all of the online marketing channels, lead generation and converting of those leads. Ryan has been in digital marketing, primarily SEO, for over 15 years. Long time. Aside from hunting, fishing, and barbecuing, helping small businesses outrank the big box stores in online search is his passion. So he's the father of five, also known as the basketball team. Ryan enjoys leatherwork, harassing his kids, and building the occasional massive Lego set. So welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Pleasure to be back. Yeah, so we'll jump right into the topic here, a website loading times. So I guess just to ground everyone, what what is it? What is website loading? What is that? Like just for the, you know, explain it like M5, Ryan. Well, <laughs> I'll act like I'm five. <laughs> Website loading time is the time that it takes from a user on whatever device they're they're using, whether it be a cell phone or a computer, to actually fully load on that device so it can be interactive and that user can get the information that they need or purchase the products that they need. It's fairly simple. So while a page is loading... Is there, I've seen it where some of them, it's just white, it's just empty. And sometimes I've seen them load almost how there's like a painter would paint a painting, layers appearing in front of me. And other times it'll just, all of a sudden it'll like everything, they'll just splash on the page all at one time. You also mentioned an interesting thing about like by devices there. This is not just the best internet connection with the best, fastest computer, how fast your web page loads, right? It's it's true. There are so many things that affect how a website loads on those devices. And yes, your internet is one of those main factors. But the other factor is not necessarily your device. It's there's there's it's how the website is built. And I'm not going to get too technical right now. We can dive into that a little bit or a little bit later. But really, yeah, you you can some some of the websites that have poor loading times, it just comes up with a blank screen or you can see that blank screen and then something load after that. It's, it all depends on on what platform that website is built, how the assets are managed and served to those devices. And we'll get into how those actually affect your traffic, your conversion rate, which is what this is all about. So uh, a loading time. Why is that a bad thing in the terms of like user experience? I, I open up a web page or I click a page in Google search that I'm looking for. And why is it taking an extra, I don't know, a couple seconds, a little while? Why is asking the visitor to wait for the website to load? Why is that even a bad thing generally? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you have to understand that even, even with me, 
people are impatient. They want access to that information right away. And if they don't get it, they're more likely to go somewhere that can give it to them faster. Amazon is, is really, really efficient at giving somebody what they want super fast. Whether it's adding something to your cart, the one-click buy was absolutely industry-changing because you could just buy it right then and there. And then to top it off, their shipping times were awesome. So it's really this culture of instant gratification. And if it's not instant, and I put quotes around instant because there's a lot of things that happen when a website loads on a device that look instant, but in Google's eyes or something like that, it's a really long process. You elaborated, you touched on it a little earlier. So why is it that some websites would load fast and some websites take forever to load? Okay. So now we're, now we're getting into the technical stuff. That was quick. <laughs> Once again, there are so many things that cause a website to load either fast or slow. One of those things that impacts it significantly is something that we call JavaScript in the industry. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Kevin, but a lot of people have is that when in, in the last few years, there's so many websites that are JavaScript heavy, but the resources that that takes to actually load that JavaScript, and it could be something as small as a chat bot that you have on your website, but that chat bot takes up an insane amount of resources. So to, to kind of sum that up, JavaScript is not HTML and HTML loads super fast. JavaScript doesn't. Another thing that could be affecting it would be a large image for that matter. And even if it's a background image that's really large. So you really want to pay attention to the compression ratios of your images. So even if they are big, if they're not optimized for the web, they're going to take up a lot of resources. So that's why you see like the background and then the image. Usually you'll see the chat bot pop up a, a few seconds later down in the bottom right or left, wherever, wherever someone has it. But that's just a few of the things that cause a website to run super slow. We can get into the really technical stuff like server side rendering, depending on who your host is and where your website is stored, that the distance between the device looking that up and where the server is, that can have a huge effect too. Does every single page on a website need to load fast or basically does one page having a really long load time impact the entire site's like ranking factor? Should you want every page to load well? Or are you just thinking, or, or should people just be thinking, well, maybe just the main homepage should be the one that loads fast? So no, actually you, you do want every page to perform as well, if not better than the homepage. Typically homepages could be a little bit slower because that's not where the, the, the person's gonna get the, their requested information. That's not where they're going to convert. You give me one website where you convert on the home page, it just doesn't happen. You're directed to a product section or, you know, a blog if you want to subscribe or something like that. So it's actually better to have your other pages optimized uh, for speed. And those specific pages tend to rank in search results over just your home page, especially if you're targeting specific keywords. I'll actually expand into something else too, is when you're dealing with Google ads, for those paid marketers out there, 
you should be familiar with what quality score is. And that's about the experience the user has on your landing page. So usually an ad campaign doesn't go to the homepage. It goes to a sub page or a product page or, or you know, it's something that they can check out right then and there. If that's not loading fast, not only will it affect the user interaction, but Google picks that up as a signal and says, hey, because it's not loading fast, we're going to lower your quality score. So you essentially pay more per click. Yeah, I run into that a lot with paid ads. And they look at the experience of the user hitting that page. They also tend to emphasize the mobile experience over desktop. Is that something similar that Google may be considering for SEO too? Is this like a mobile first world or is it, does it matter what device? It is definitely a mobile first world. And one of the things that you should probably review if you're advertising for your company or doing SEO for your company is analyze where the majority of your traffic comes from. So keep in mind, Google will index mobile first no matter what. But if you're only focusing on the mobile speed and you're forgetting about the desktop speed where the majority of your conversions come from desktop, you might need to adjust your strategy there. Okay, so let's say you you are going to want to look at your website loading times, your page loading times to see maybe if there's a specific page that's dragging it like an anchor. How do you go about finding out where your how long your pages are taking to load? What what are some recommended either tools or or ways that a business can look this up to even get started? Yeah, so the the easiest test is what we call Google Page Speed Insights. And what PageSpeed Insights does is they have two things that will tell you if you've got a good score or not. The first is lab data, and the second is field data. The lab data, okay, that's just if you were to say, hey, Google, I want your server to check my website. They'll run those checks really fast and say, okay, well, yeah, you know, here's some improvements that you could do. The field data is by far more valuable than the lab data simply because field data is exactly that. It's tracking how fast your website's loading on others' devices. So whether it's a cell phone, tablet, or a computer, they're pulling those metrics and then reporting them back to you. But the one thing to keep in mind, especially with PageSpeed Insights, is that if you make a change to your website that speeds it up, they will not see that for at least 28 to 30 days. It's a rolling period. So add that into your strategy. If you delay your JavaScript from loading just to speed up the load time of the the site or a specific page or something like that, yeah, make sure to double check and revisit that knowing that, hey, that's going to be a 30-day change. It's not something that you can be impatient with. You have to be patient or else it's not going to work. Let's just say I've been in a business before where I've communicated this and the person who's who received this information said, well, it loads fast for me. And they typed in the website and they hit enter on their computer when I'm sitting right next to them. And the, the website seemingly loads almost instantaneously for us. And we're and in, in their minds are like, look, this seems fine to me. So how is that different than what PageSpeed Insights is providing with their field data? Yeah, that that goes back to the field data is because there's so many variables. I like to use the analogy of kind of like stock trading. Here you've heard these companies that do these micro fast transactions that will actually relocate their whole building closer to those servers or, or the stock market simply because the distance actually affects how fast things load. 
Google does that as well. Google will pull information. I mean, you've got billions of, of users around the world that will access a website. Some of them might be, who knows, in the Mojave Desert. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, when someone's sitting right next to you and they pull up the website, okay, consider what kind of a network you're on. You're on a corporate network, which is usually fiber now. So it's super fast. And usually there's a lot of data signals going in and out of that um, specific connection. So the, the best thing to do would be if you really want a good test, shut your Wi-Fi off on your phone or your tablet if it has a cell connection and try it that way. And you'll, you'll visibly see a difference. So the, the last thing to consider is cell phones don't have the computing power that desktops do or laptops for that matter. So it's always going to run faster on a desktop versus a mobile. And within Google PageSpeed Insights, there's two reports that you can check. One is mobile and one is desktop for those reasons specifically. Gotcha. Okay, so let's get into the conversion part now. Why is it that the slow loading times could impact your conversion rates? For those that are listening, what you really want to pay attention to is the first five seconds of a page load speed has the highest impact on your conversion rates. If it loads slower than five seconds, you're going to have really, really bad conversion rates. In fact, each second of load time past that five seconds, your conversion rates drop anywhere from four to five percent. It's massive. The, yeah, it's it's big. When you actually think about it, most websites they don't load fully for almost fifteen seconds. Even if you can reduce, let's say your 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 website loads in five and a half seconds. If you can reduce that by one second and you're in that four and a half second range, your conversion rates, you'll visibly start to see them go up just because it's loading fast and users are having a good experience. When people aren't converting, it, to me, that means they're usually bouncing or they just kind of sit there and they don't go to any of the converting buttons or forms or calls or chats. They don't do any of the converting actions. And to me, that means they're just not getting what they're after. If a page, to me, if a page takes a really long time to load and, and I, and I want to learn more about what this service or this company or whatever is offering, I may want to see a few other pages. I may want to see, okay, what are they offering? How does it cost? What capabilities does it have? What benefits would it have? What features does it have? Those are things that to me personally, there might be some you know, benefit or value to learning all that stuff. And that could mean going across five, six pages. That could mean going down really far down a page. So the longer that that takes to get all that information, at some point, if I'm not like, I don't care, I'll sit through a one minute loading time. Like if I'm not really, really gung ho here, I might, I, can, I could possibly see myself leaving. But I have heard people say, look, you know, that's sort of my gate. Like I only want the most serious people converting. I I want people who are willing to stick it out for 15 seconds for my page to load. So to, to them, I, I think about like, well, there are people who just are impatient. <laughs> it may not be that they're not gung ho enough. They might be impatient. So there's a lot of factors there that will that loading time impacts besides just like the straight conversion number two, I think. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things too is earlier this year, Google announced something called a core algorithm update. 
and it deals specifically with the user experience and page speed for that matter. So here, here's where here's where it gets a little higher up in the funnel, and we're we're dealing with search results now. So your page speed can actually affect search results. It's not that that's the the thing you should be focusing on altogether, because Google will still show the most relevant site. But if you're competing against somebody else, you have the same information, and let's say that your site loads a second faster than the other site. Well, Google's going to be like, well, obviously they've got a better user experience than these guys. So we're going to rank them higher. So as far as competition, yes, your page speed is a ranking factor, not huge. I would say probably, probably on the medium aspect of it, definitely something that you should focus on. But it, once you increase your page load speed, you'll actually see an increase in keywords and rankings and to go where you were going, Kevin, was, okay, now you're going to attract those people that are interested and willing to stay on the site, even if it is a little slow. Yeah, so it has a greater impact than just the straight people on the page converting. It's It drives better engagement on your site. More The more people clicking around, willing to click around and explore other pages on your site, the longer they're willing to spend on that page or that site the farther down they're willing to scroll. Those are all, to me, SEO ranking factors, not just the load time speed, but the impact that has on encouraging engagement. And then something else you mentioned was it may help you rank like through your SERP or whatever. Does that mean that it impacts, like you mentioned something before, and it, it, it's interesting to me, but it might be interesting to the audience too, like the, the crawl budget, does it impact that? Oh, tremendously. For those that don't know what a crawl budget is, Google has these bots or robots, you know, little programs that go in and analyze your website. But because there's billions of websites out there, they only have an allotted amount of data that they can download and a certain amount of time that they can spend downloading that information. So that's what we refer to as a crawl budget. So if your website loads faster, the the bot can download more information. So you're just going to rank for more keywords. And the other thing that you mentioned, Kenny, um, it's Kenny, Kevin, I'm going to call you Kenny because that's like your first and last name combined. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so when, when you're dealing with the user aspect of it, so first of all, Google detects that your, your page loads fast. So you rank higher for it. And then your users actually show that those, you know, that click-through rate, that time on site, the low bounce rate, those are ranking signals for search results. So yeah, you've got one that's affecting Google directly and then five or six or maybe even 10 or more that are affecting those rankings indirectly just because of what the users are doing on your site and because it's um, friendly and fast. So just a quick SEO uh, reminder, What's the difference between a ranking position that's even one or two higher? Or what's the difference between ranking on, say, like page two versus page one? If someone was to just make some changes that improve their speed and it improves their position for valuable keywords by one or two positions or moves them a page up, what what is what impact or what difference does that make for the business? Well, there's a saying that we've been using in the SEO industry for, I want to say, over 10 years the best place to hide a body is on page two 
of Google search. <laughs> so so uh, that's basically to indicate that nobody goes beyond that unless there's something that they can't find on page one is the only time they'll go to page two. And at that point, Google has gotten so good at being able to provide information that that user is searching for you're going to get about 90% of your searches or 90% of your clicks are going to come from the first three organic listings. People are very familiar about which are ads. You know, ads still perform very well, but when they're looking for specific information or something like that, yeah, those those top three positions outperform. And, and for those that don't know, there's, there's 10 positions um, organically on the front page of Google. So there's certain things that you can do to enhance those, to build them up. And that's what we're talking about right now. Page speed is one of those. And having a good user experience by far is probably where you should be focusing. Researching this topic, I saw that there were some, let's say, counter opinions on emphasizing load speed above all other things. And it's something you've elaborated earlier in this. And that was relevance. In researching this topic, I saw a lot of emphasis on, look, page speed is really important. It's not like the biggest ranking factor in the whole world, make sure you have your content aligned and it's relevant and stuff like that. So how how does this fit into the toolkit of things businesses are considering or thinking about when it comes to SEO optimizing their websites? So if you already have a website and, and you've already been doing SEO, you've been adding that content, you've got your site structure fixed, you've been acquiring backlinks, doing a podcast, you know, things like that, I would definitely suggest focusing on that technical portion of it next. So it's definitely not highest priority, but it is a fairly good priority. And going back to what I said before, if Google finds that a website that competes with you has more relevant content or feels that their competing page is more relevant to a user search than yours, PageSpeed isn't really going to have that big effect. Now, if you have a massive jump in PageSpeed, let's say you're, say you're using PageSpeed Insights and your, your score came in at like a five. And PageSpeed Insights will rank your site from one to 100. So five, that's really crappy. <laughs> so most websites, don't be surprised if you run a test, most websites will score in the 30s. So don't be surprised if you see that when you run it. Now, if a site goes from five to 85, then yeah, that is a huge jump. That is something that will overshadow a competitor every time. But when we're talking about an article that talks exactly about the same thing that a competitor does, it really depends on what Google sees as the most relevant. And yeah, I, I mean, page speed could definitely be that one thing that causes you to outrank them. So not super high, not near as high as what content you have on there and how friendly your site is as far as navigation and you know how, how many backlinks you have coming in that, that show that your site is relevant. I would probably put it right about number four on the importance list. Well, that's pretty high. And that's really interesting. It, it does make me consider, and this is like rolls right into the next question for you. Let's say a company's got a website. There are lots of things they may be thinking, well, should, you know, if I'm, if I'm not doing well with page speed, but I'm doing okay with other things, is that something I could just speed up what's there, like speed up the bones? <laughs> or do I have to rebuild this and make a new website 
to to make sure that I match up with page with the page speed element. Sure. The the biggest mistake that I see companies do is say, hey, we're not performing well with SEO. We need a site redesign. And I just I do a face palm as soon as I hear that. Mainly because Google has already indexed your site. They already know what's there. If you can improve the speed of it, if you can give them more content to download within that crawl budget, that's going to have a bigger impact than a design. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to leave it right there. A simple answer. Just uh, <laughs> you know, don't don't go through all these options of of building new websites. Focus on what you have, unless it's like an old Yahoo GeoCities website or you know, MySpace page or something like that. Don't worry about it. Just focus on the structure of what you have. And then once you get it to that point, you know, start looking about, okay, if we want to rebrand or if we want to do something like that to capture the public's attention, then do that. But focus on the SEO part of it first and, the, and then those technical aspects. Okay. So then I'm curious. So there are things like the server, there's things like compression, minification, there's things like these are things I know of or I've heard of. There's things that uh, the company can do to improve an existing website. So what are some of the things like that that, uh, that they can do? And if you could explain like what, what that entails. Yeah. So when when you there's there's a laundry list of things that you can do to improve the speed of your website. My first suggestion is run your site through PageSpeed Insights or run it through Google Lighthouse Tester. Those the the more technical people that are listening to this, they'll know what the Lighthouse Tester is within Chrome. Run it through that. It'll give you some things to to work on. The biggest is probably always going to be JavaScript. I don't think I've been through one website that hasn't said hey, you've got unused JavaScript, and that's going to shave 4.9 seconds off of your load time. That's a huge amount. So really be aware of how much JavaScript you're using. And for those websites that are, say, like WordPress or Wix or Shopify, any program or... So Shopify uses applications. WordPress uses plugins. All, a lot of those run on JavaScript, so be really, really careful about which ones you install because they could slow down your website. You said a couple of other things like minification. So we're talking about Im image compression at that point. So going back to what I said about the large images that you have, sometimes it's not necessary to replace that image. You can just add compression onto that and it will help out with those load speeds. You can also do that through sometimes your, your hosting provider or a service like Cloudflare. Cloudflare uses, you know, image compression, Brotley compression, all that, that, all that fun stuff. Now, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't have the resources to do that or something like that, you could always, here's my plug, you could always go with someone um, like Huckabye. Huckabye, we have those softwares that you can just install on your website. Our team will take care of that for you. We usually see about a 30 to 40 point jump in page speed. Wow. A non-technical user may do that I've been through was like, oh, there's a plugin that'll compress my images or, oh, there's a tool like Cloudflare that has like a content delivery network, a CDN, and it'll try to load a version of the website localized to people who are here, there, here, you know, all over the place. There are things that 
take the styling and really try to shrink it down or make it accessible to different pages. I think I forget what tools I've used for that, but those have existed. And then there, there's in the more technical side of things like I've seen like the different server setups a business has. So for instance, there was one company that was like, we really want this. We, we paid for like the highest, fastest server possible for the website to load on. Another one was like, oh, I'm on a shared server. And I remember them saying, when we were on a shared server for our hosting, every once in a while, our site would just load terribly. And it wasn't like a constant thing. Like they checked it, they looked at our PageSpeed Insights and it looked fine. But every once in a while, they would notice like they had something tracking it on like a, every 10 minutes or 15 minute basis. And then they just saw huge spikes. And it was like during the busiest times of the day. So they were like, oh crap, what can we do? And the company was like, look, you're on a shared server. What you, why don't you upgrade to a more dedicated one? So do, are, are things like that still a presence in the, you know, the game of web speed? They definitely are. And Cloudflare's come out with something really, really kind of neat. I don't even work for Cloudflare. I just like them a lot. They have, they have something called edge prioritization where your website is, is literally stored on servers throughout the world. And depending on the location of that device, the closest server will serve up that website. And so that really, really speeds up the load times of your website. So yes, having a dedicated server, something like edge, you know, edge prioritization or something like that will help even more. But yeah, I have seen the same thing too with, with shared servers is, you know, a lot of times what we, what we refer to as drive time or during lunch or something when people are taking their lunch breaks and the internet's just hammered with traffic we see sites slow down uh, dramatically and it's specifically those sites that are on the shared servers, not talking bad on shared servers because they're some, you know, some of those will work great for someone who's got a really low budget, but keep in mind that even Cloudflare offers some of those services for free. You don't have to have a paid account for them. Yeah. That's really interesting. When you mentioned the company's websites stored everywhere, if a company is, more of like a local business than say like an international business. Is there a difference that page speed is less important for a local business or is it more important? Are there any factors there that align with the type of business and industries that businesses are, are in? My gut instinct is it doesn't make a difference either, either or. Uh, now, if you're an international company and you're based in the UK and you want to serve content to the US, we're kind of picky. <laughs> we, we want it to be fast or, or vice versa. As far as local, local's a little bit different in, I wouldn't necessarily be shopping on someone's website for a product if I'm going to go to their store and pick it up. So local SEO, as far as page speed versus national, wouldn't put a priority on either one, or I wouldn't put a a speed preference on either one. If a business wants to, let's say, keep tabs on their website loading times, page loading times, not just when they go to it, but if they want to monitor it, how often should a business be checking it? Or how often should the monitoring, you think, be useful for a business to see if all of a sudden, without them realizing Google came out with another update? Or if uh, something has suddenly impacted their website, like, you know, they if it's having an impact on their page speed? So that's actually a really good question. That's going to be determined by your internal department. Um, 
when you're a big company that let, let's say you're nationwide or worldwide product company that, that ships products all over the world and you have sales coming in constantly. Well, you want to monitor that consistently as well. So at least every day, somehow get a report of how your website's performing and the speed that it's doing. Now, if you're a local business, you know, monitor that maybe once a week, uh, once every two weeks, something like that. But don't don't forget about it because it is definitely definitely something of importance. You, the recent update that happened uh, that Google has emphasized page speed maybe more than possibly more than ever, at least from my the way I look at it. What impact has that had? And has Google's update had on the like rankings of websites that are slower? A sizable in increase or a sizable impact, actually. So we were actually tracking a lot of metrics, not just with not just with Huckabye and our competitors, but our customers and, and their competitors as well. So our customers saw quite a noticeable increase in keyword rankings when this core algorithm started rolling out. And it didn't happen all at once. There were a couple phases that they did starting back in June. They originally had it slated for May but then they needed to push it out a little further. And keep in mind, this is something that they announced was going to happen a year in advance. And so for Google to do that and say, uh, hey guys, you might wanna check this out. That was my first holy crap moment of this is going to be a really big shift. Also to keep in consideration, even maybe not core algorithm updates, but just algorithm updates, Google has hundreds of them every year. Some of them affect you more positively, some of them affect you negatively. But as far as this algorithm, yeah, those that did take make that effort to improve their page speed and their user experience saw a sizable increase in traffic and ranks. Now, one of the last like technical maybe questions I'd have here is something I I just came to mind, and that is AMP. Now that to me, that's something that's been around for a while, but I feel like in the last year it should have come up more, but it seems like it hasn't, is that our AMP pages, so they're accelerated mobile pages, I think that's what it stands for, have those still been king or are those, is there still a place for companies to optimize their pages using the AMP, I guess, protocols? Yes. So the AMP program or AMP project is what it started out with, focused on making mobile pages super fast whether it was through content delivery network or you know the using different css on on that specific page so when a mobile device requested it it would pull up instantly that's shifted a little bit usually amp pages are reserved now for editorial articles or blogs and yes it's still valuable because those of the the users that are watching this if you if you know what your google feed is on your cell phone I've got an Android. I just slide to the left and I have articles of, you know, based off of what I've searched for in the past. Most of them are SEO articles, a uh, few of them cryptocurrency, but we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, but but the the discover feed is what that's called. Only allows for AMP enabled pages to come through. And so when you get those notifications on your cell phone that, hey, this this person published a new article or, or this website published a new article and it shows up on your phone, that's usually because it's an AMP enabled article. Now for product pages, things like that, I wouldn't worry about it. I would focus more on what we call structured data when you're dealing with product pages. 
And that's another thing that could could help out increase your page score too. Okay, so this is where everything we've been talking about maybe comes together. So you're a business and you're thinking right now, okay, I'll take a look at this and see if this is having an impact on my conversions. Maybe it's having an impact on how my you know user experience is being delivered. And if it's bad enough, it could be really setting me back. What are some potential simple, easy, what are some things that a business could be doing or could, could go research to improve their page loading times? First and foremost, compress your image sizes. Having large images that will slow it down considerably, especially on a cell phone. Cell phones now, they load pretty fast on, on Wi-Fi networks, but regular mobile networks, they have a hard time with those images and they load really slow. Number two, I would probably say your JavaScript. That should be something, it's a little more tech, technical. You can't do that necessarily on a WordPress site unless you have another plugin that uses JavaScript. <laughs> um, but it could be the benefits outweigh the negative aspects on that. So yeah, you install a JavaScript that delays the loading of the JavaScript. That's going to be great. That's going to help with a couple of seconds of load time. So images, JavaScript, then we get into a lot more technical stuff. Okay. So I would also throw it out there for a business who is running a website to make sure they are tracking their conversions because it, by default, Google Analytics out of the box even will show you your bounce rates. We'll show you things like time on page, time on site, things like that. How long, how many sessions, or how many pages that are people are cycling through in a session. Things like that are good signals too. But your conversion, tracking your conversions is not necessarily an out-of-the-box setup of Google Analytics. So if a business is tracking conversions, that to me is like a good place to be like, okay, we are tracking them. Now, if it is having an impact or if it isn't, if we make a change, if we update our images, we compress them, we install a plugin that does that. If we go check out Cloudflare and they set that up with them and, and that does a whole lot of work for them, if they do anything after that from that point, they'll be able to see if that has had a positive impact or change on their conversion rate. And that way you could they could kind of see. If they're not measuring conversions at all, <laughs> if, the comp if the website isn't really set up to be tracked that way, I mean, it's still important, I think, to do everything you're saying. It's still going to have like an, an impact. It's just without measuring it, you kind of lose whether or not like what value those things are driving to your bottom line. And I, I just would recommend that as well on top or beside the changes that you've said, too. And it's not necessarily related to page speed, but it's related to, you know, when you do make these changes, wow, if they make a big difference then that sets you up for like, well, maybe what other changes can I make that are still going to be valuable, you know? Yeah, definitely. And to add on to that too, you know, there's a couple of surveys that have been done out there uh, in regards to images and say like animated images, like a GIF or something like that. A, a lot of people, most people would prefer not to see those animated images if the information would load faster. So keep that in mind too. Yeah, go ahead and embed a YouTube video. It doesn't take anything to load that. But when you're dealing with animations and things like that, think twice about those. But definitely, if you don't have your conversion set up, that would be step one. You need to track those. Actually fairly easy, depending on what kind of a conversion that you have, to set it up in Google Analytics. 
Once you set it up in Google Analytics, it can be imported into AdWords. You can use it within Google Optimize, which is a really fun tool. Yeah, yeah. AdWords, Analytics, Optimize. I mean, and those anything that has that conversion or that goal component, you can see like, you know, well, up to this point, I was doing this thing and then we implemented a change or updated this. And now we can see what impact uh, j just having more visitors hit the website. If your conversion rate doesn't change, <laughs> that means more conversions too. So there's the, the indirect impact of making updates and changes, having the considering the website's loading time or considering the website's performance with users is to me very critical and really important. And I guess the last thing I'd ask here is, Ryan, was there anything else maybe we didn't bring up or we didn't ask anything else that's in this world of loading times and speed and that you'd like to bring up? Probably would say the biggest takeaways of this would be the easiest ways to improve your page speed. And that would be reduce your image size, you know, check out your JavaScript. And if you're running a WordPress site, yeah, they've got plugins for that. So does Shopify. But on the other side too, yeah, Google Analytics, make sure you have those conversions set. And when you make a change, you can actually note that within Google Analytics of when that change was made. So you can track it all there. But no, I think that would be, I think that would be my biggest things. And now if you want to get a lot more technical about it, yeah, you can go buy a page speed software or a dynamic rendering software or go to Cloudflare and move over there. Um, so there's there's plenty of things and plenty of tools out there that can help with page speed if you're not technical. Yeah, I think as a marketer, if your website is driving a lot of paid ads, <laughs> I think if you're decently ranking, I think if you want to improve either of those worlds, I think if you're you're tracking your conversions and you and you can see that there might be some potential for more um, conversions in there, you, maybe you're not tracking all your conversions. And you want some help with that, or a lot of people are like, how do I track my phone call conversions? That's something we do, but it, everything everything can be most everything can be tracked. So there's that. But what do you do with that information? What's the value of that information is basically the main question needs to be asked by making these changes and improving the web loading time. It is having an impact on conversions over, like you said, give it some time. <laughs> then, then it's like, well, what other changes can we make? What other thing improvements can we make? How, what other things are, you know, blocks or limiting what the user's trying to just do? What are they trying to get after? And a lot of that is the work of an SEO person. That's the role a lot of times is, let me look at what's what I can optimize. Like, where, where am I going to have the biggest impact? And so this all falls into those, to, that to me, the toolbox of optimizing the website, optimizing that all the channels that flow through the website for ultimately whatever your business is trying to achieve or do. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. An SEO guy like myself will take all of that information and say, mm, okay, your page speed is okay, but you need to change, make changes to your navigation menu, <laughs> you know, things like that. And keep in mind too, if you increase your page speed, maybe that doesn't increase your conversion rate, but you're getting 10,000 more visitors a month with the same conversion rate. That's a win. And if page speed affected that keyword jump or that keyword ranking jump to bring in that traffic, that's something that we would analyze as well. 
you know, like it's in direct and indirect ways, the website loading time is potentially killing your conversions. And on the flip side, it could be opening up a huge door, a huge avenue of business. I, I think to a lot of businesses, we tell them, look, if you had one more sale, one more patient, one more uh, opportunity, one more of anything a month, what impact would that have? You know, what, what if it's two more a month? And, and those numbers seem kind of small, but if you add it up over a year, it's substantial. It's a huge impact. So these are not, these are small things swinging big doors. And that's a big opportunity for businesses. Yeah, definitely. I had a customer that sold medical equipment, uh, like really high-end medical equipment, and they increased their conversions by one a month. But that medical equipment is worth $200,000. So, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm in the wrong business. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely. Really, there's so many aspects to look, especially when dealing with page speed. The other thing is that you want to consider is about 70% of people, if a website takes longer than 10 seconds to load, they're not going to convert at all. They're just going to bounce. They'll leave. Yeah, shooting for the healthy, I guess, under 10, under 5. Maybe wherever you are now, what's a few seconds faster? And then from there, okay, what's a few seconds faster? Or what's a half second faster? What is it? If it takes way too much money to, to go from one second to half a second load, maybe, you know, like everything has to be weighed. Everything has a priority. Everything has to come down to dollars and cents a little bit. Like what's the effort going to take? If, if it's like, hey, we're going to go from 30 second load times to 15. 15 may not still not be great, but it's, it's not 30. <laughs> it's a lot better than 30. Yeah, exactly. So I like to use I like to use the analogy. It's like, look, I can buy an axe to chop down a forest, or I can buy a bulldozer. Both will have the same result, but the investment and the speed at which it's done is going to affect, you know, the clearing of that field. So, um, yeah, it all depends on your resources. If you have the resources to go out and buy software to take care of that, go for it. And keep in mind too, that's going to raise your quality scores on your ads. So some of that budget over there you can allocate to whatever you're paying for those additional services to speed up your site. Yeah, this has been fantastic, Ryan. I think if you are doing it yourself, you've got some tools. I think if you're using an agency, a tool, a consultant, anything like that, you may have some questions, some well-informed questions that you can take to them and ask them about this. But at the end of the day, I think you can honestly make a difference in the business's conversion rate by going over here and updating your website loading times, which is kind of an interesting way of, you know, it all comes together, putting that user experience again at the forefront and PHP is just one element of that. So thank you again for coming on and sharing all of this. It's been great. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Kevin. How can people connect with you, find out more about you, anything like that, Ryan? You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm just under Ryan Lawrence Hill. I'm on Facebook too. You'll recognize the mustache, trust me. If, if you need to get a hold of me too, my company that, that I do all this for is called Huckabye. We specialize in page speed, structured data. Really, we specialize in a technical approach to SEO. So you buy software that improves your website rankings as opposed to hiring an agency. So yeah, I, I can be reached through there as well. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Thank you. 